first reading is from Luke's Gospel, the third chapter, reading the first 22 verses, and it appears on page 943 of the Church Bibles. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, while Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Etruria and Trachonitis, and Licinius tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, God's word came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the vicinity of the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare for the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley will be filled and every mountain and hill will be made low. The crooked will become straight, the rough ways smooth, and everyone will see the salvation of God. He then said to the crowds, Who came out to be baptised by him? Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore, produce fruit consistent with repentance, and don't start saying to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe is ready to strike the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What then should we do? The crowds were asking him. He replied to them, The one who has two shirts must share with someone who has none and the one who has food must do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptised and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He told them, Don't collect any money that you, that you have been... Don't collect any more than you have been authorised. Some soldiers also questioned him, What should we do? He said to them, don't take money from anyone by force or false accusation. Be satisfied with your wages. Now, the people were waiting expectantly and all of them were debating in their minds whether John might be the Messiah. John answered them, I baptise you with water, but one is coming who is more powerful than I. I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn up with a fire that never goes out. Then along with many other exhortations, he proclaimed good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, being rebuked by him about Herodias, his brother's wife, and about all the evil things Herod had done, added this to everything else, he locked John up in prison. When all the people were baptised, Jesus also was baptised. As he was praying, heaven opened, 
and the Holy Spirit descended on him in a physical appearance like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved son, I take delight in you. The second reading is from Psalm 103 on page 546. My soul praise Yahweh, and all that is in within me praise his holy name. My soul praise the Lord, and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your sin, he heals your diseases, he redeems your life from the pit, he crowns you with faithful love and compassion, he satisfies you with goodness, your youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, rich in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever, for he has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our offences. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field. When the wind passes over it, it vanishes, and its place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear him and his righteousness towards the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, all his angels of great strength who do his word, obedient to his command. Praise the Lord, all his armies, his servants, and who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, in all the places where he rules. My soul, praise Yahweh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks so much for reading. Morning, everyone. My name's Andy, one of the pastors here. It's good to see you. It's good to see some... uh, uh, new faces, good to see some old faces. Hi, Susie and Des, nice to see you. Haven't had a chance to say hello yet. Uh, we're going to be looking at Psalm 103. Um, why don't we just uh, open our Bibles and let's all say uh, verse 1 and 2 together. Uh, let's do that together and we'll, as we kick off together. My soul praise Yahweh and all that is within me praise his holy name. My soul praise the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. The Germans have got a a great phrase, I love it, it's called earworm. It's used to describe a song that gets into your ear, then gets into your head and stays there. Uh, Psalm 103 is our earworm this morning. Advertisers use the concept of an earworm, so just to demonstrate to us what uh, this psalm is designed to do, I thought we'd have a little uh, test just to wake us up and start our Sundays off with a little bit of fun. So what I want you to do, I'm going to play some earworms, and I'd like you to name the ad. So can we have earworm number one? Name the ad. 
Cole. Yeah, thank you, Carl Farfield. Great. You're going to have that song in your head all day. Okay, little next one, a little bit harder. Shout out when you know it. Sony, Carl is on fire. Sony Bravia TVs, color TVs. Uh, let's have the last and hopefully we will all get this one. I've been to cities that never we'll just play it. I like this one. From New York That's to New York. I start tearing up. It's, uh, it's a good one, isn't it? So, uh, earworms, they get into your ears. Uh, tunes get into your head. And they remind you. Uh, status quo reminds us that prices are down at, at Coles. Jose Gonzalez remind us that Sony make uh, great TVs. And uh, uh, the Qantas said, was it Pete? What's his name? Pete? Pete? Pete Allen. Yeah, he's amazing, isn't he? I love him. Uh, he reminds us wherever we are in the world, wherever we are in the world, that Australia is our home. He uses imagery to conjure up home, to remind us of smells, that no matter where we are in the world, Australia is home. And Qantas will kindly take us there. Um, Well, Psalm 103 is an earworm. It's an earworm of a song, and we must read it as a song. Uh, Too often we we read the Psalms as if they're epistles and letters. But what I want us to do this morning is really let the imagery wash over us. Let it uh, amplify in our heads so that this song, Psalm 103, would remind us just how good God is. You see um, the psalmist's purpose there in verse 2. My soul praise the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. And so often we do forget all his benefits, don't we? We're pretty silent this morning when we ask the question, how has God been good to us? And that might be tiredness, that's fine. Uh, But we do forget the Lord's benefits to us. We kind of suffer from this spiritual amnesia. In the tough times, uh, when things aren't going well, we can easily forget God's benefits to us and think that God is not good, that he is cruel, that he is the ogre in the sky, throwing down problem after problem for us to sort out. Anyone think like that? I know I do in the tough times, and in the good times when life is going well, we become self-sufficient, don't we? Uh, We pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, look at me, look what I've done. Uh, We can act uh, like Veruca Salt. Remember Veruca Salt in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, She never had enough. She had everything and she wanted a golden ticket. Uh, When she had a golden ticket, she wanted an Oompa Loompa, and she wanted it now. We can be like that in the good times. And we relegate God to a hobby or a good luck, good luck charm. Well, Psalm 103 is a song that we need ringing in our ears. We need to allow God to let it enter our ears, into our hearts, so that it is ringing in our souls in the good times and the bad times. Have a look at the first line and the last line. Did you notice that they're the same? Uh, my soul prays Yahweh. And then the last line, my soul 
praise Yahweh. My soul praise Yahweh. And all that is within me praises holy name. Literally, it says, my, pr- my throat praise Yahweh. And all my internal organs praise his holy name. Not quite as poetic, is it? Uh, but that's literally uh, what it says. Uh, the psalmist, King David, the king who had it all, who was top of the tree, had to preach to himself, had to preach to his soul, to his guts, to remind himself of how good God is, to remind himself of the benefits that God has given to him. See, we do get this spiritual amnesia. It's driven by uh, the engine inside us, which is sin, and it stops us from remembering how good God has been to us in Christ. Psalm 103 is uh, written by King David and handed to us by Jesus for those in Christ so that we would sing it and not forget his benefits to us. It's got uh, three things, I think, for us to remember this morning. We can't get into everything. I want to encourage you to go away and soak yourself in the imagery and the poetry of this beautiful psalm. But three things I want to look at this morning, three things for us to remember. First, uh, remember what God has done. Remember what God is like. And remember what God demands. That's where we're going, if you want to follow along. Uh, Firstly, remember what God has done. That's verses uh, 3 to 5. And what David does in in these uh, three verses, he describes this personal rescue that he has received. Uh, Do you notice that that it's kind of splinted into two sets of three uh, lines? So the first three lines describe uh, what David has been rescued from, and the second three lines describe... Uh, what David has been rescued to. So uh, he forgives all your sin. He heals all your disease. He redeems your life from the pit. These aren't three uh, separate rescues. They're three facets of the one big rescue from our biggest enemy, sin. He forgives all your sin. He heals all your diseases. David's not saying that he's Superman that he can't get sick. But what David is describing here is one big, massive, holistic rescue. Um, Describing one big, massive, holistic rescue from sin, from the pit of the grave. Uh, Now you might be thinking, I'm not David, and that is uh, true. We are not David. We cannot uh, literally, underst- we can't understand exactly what this rescue was that he received. Uh, but the greater David, King Jesus, hands us the mic, if you like, and says, you can sing this song in Jesus. So we can say that God has forgiven our sins. Uh, we can say that we've been healed from our diseases. You uh, may get sick again, but God has healed sicknesses in the past. He has healed your sickness. He's healed a sickness of mine this this week. And one day, he will heal your sickness and your disease forever as he opens up the door to his perfect new creation where there is no sickness. It doesn't exist there. And he has redeemed our lives from the pit, from the grave, from the hole in the ground. 
Uh, We do not need to die if we sing Jesus' song because he has rescued us from the pit. And and look at um, what he has rescued us for. The the second three verses of, uh, second half verse four and verse five. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. So he hasn't just forgiven all your sin. He has crowned you with faithful love and compassion. He hasn't just healed your diseases. He satisfies you with goodness. And the last line, I love it. Um, He hasn't redeemed us, just redeemed us from the pit. uh, Your youth is renewed like the eagle. I'm quite encouraged by that. I want my youth renewed uh, like an eagle. Do you see, he's, he's describing what he's been rescued from and what he's been rescued to. Now, I know these are familiar verses to, to many of us if we've been a Christian for a while. I want us just to grasp the imagery of that, uh, the, the rescue from the pit to the youth of an eagle. And to remind yourself, go off to Taronga Zoo. Have you ever been to Taronga Zoo? And go to the bird show and watch the eagles soaring. They put the eagles up and they soar over Sydney Harbour. They've got this horrible vulture. Don't look at that. That will discourage you. It's disgusting. Um, but look at the eagle and then visualize the grave. And imagine, uh, just, just ask yourself, where would I love to be? Do I want to be in the grave or do I want to be soaring like an eagle? The promise Jesus makes is that we will live with him forever if we trust him, if we forgive him, if he, if he forgives us. Uh, David sings that song uh, of what God has done and Jesus hands us the mic and says, if you trust me, uh, you can sing it too. Remember uh, what God has done. It will be important to remember what God has done in the good times and the bad, when we're feeling complacent, when we think we've got it all together. Remember who has rescued you from the pit. Remember who will restore your youth like the eagle. Remember who has forgiven your sin, who has healed your diseases and will heal every disease forever. It doesn't matter uh, what your achievements are. That is everything. That rescue is everything. And, And when life is not going well, cling to this rescue. Cling to the what the Lord has given you. One day, if you sing this song in Christ, uh, you will enjoy these benefits forever. We need to remember what God has done. Well, next, um, David encourages us to remember what God is like. And he does that by getting out his God album. You never, anyone ever ask you, uh, what, is, what is your, um, your mum like? What, is your, what are your kids like? And you get out the family album, and you show them uh, what someone, you show them what they're like. Well, David gets his family album out here, gets his God album out, his photo album, and embossed on the front of this album is verse 8. Just have a look at verse 8, famous words. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and rich in faithful love. There is the chorus of the earworm. And it's peppered through out the psalm. It's on every page of David's um, photo album. And what he does as he goes through this psalm is he takes us to evidence of what God is like. 
portraits of how God, uh, portraits of what God is like shown in various ways. And he shows us uh, three places in this psalm. First of all, he shows us verses 6 to 10. He shows us what God is like as, he, as he's acted towards Israel. Uh, verse 7, he revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. Paul, uh, David takes us back to the history of Israel and says, read how God has acted on Israel. Uh, he describes, uh, verse 7, he revealed his ways to Moses. He describes, takes us back to the rescue of Israel out of Egypt as he parts the Red Sea, as he has compassion on his people and saves his people from slavery in Egypt. And he says, that's, that is what your God is like. I don't know whether you've read much of the Old Testament lately, but Israel at times are real turkeys. They really are. Uh, they really are at times deserve the beating, don't they? Uh, but verse 10 is what God is like. He is compassionate and rich in faithful love. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve. David's saying, Israel, God has not dealt with us, my people, uh, as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our offenses. Uh, you read the story of the Bible and you see what they deserve. At times they deserve uh, what they get. But David says, no, God has not given us what we deserve or repaid us according to our offenses. And the same is true for those of us who sing this song in Christ, who take the microphone from Jesus. Uh, we can say that God has not dealt with us as our sins deserve. The Bible says our sins deserve hell. Uh, we deserve God's wrath for going our own way, but God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and rich in faithful love. That is what he is like. Uh, he gives us a rescue because that is what he is like. And, and we need to remember what God is like. We need to remember it in the good times and the bad times. In the bad times, uh, God is not capricious. God is slow to anger and rich in faithful love. His love doesn't change like the wind. It's anchored. It's anchored to his promise to save his people. And he does so in Christ. Well, he takes us from Israel to uh, creation. That's uh, kind of verses 11 uh, down to 13 or 14. Uh, he takes us to creation and um, he has this great imagery. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Uh, that is a long way. That is a long way. And David puts it here for us to appreciate the imagery. If it's all a bit too familiar, if you can't uh, imagine how high the heavens are above the earth, uh, take a plane ride. Give some money to Qantas and take a plane ride. Next time you're up in a plane, just marvel at how high you are above the earth. And then remember uh, the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of the one who sent his son to die for you so that you would not have to face his wrath, so that you could enjoy his benefits for eternity. Take a plane ride. Remember it. Get this imagery connected to the character of God. As far as the east is from the west, uh, if you have trouble remembering that, drive to Penrith. 
uh, do it in the morning, coming uh, uh, with, the, with the traffic jams into the sun and remind yourself how far away Penrith is from here. I know you guys don't do that a lot. You live in Kirribilli. Uh, you pay a lot of money, so you don't have to do that. Uh, but do it for your soul. Get caught in a traffic jam and see how far Penrith is from the CBD. If you're still struggling, drive to Perth. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. That's important to know, isn't it? Uh, When we are feeling weighed down by sin, when we are plagued by that sin that keeps coming back to bite us, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. us. He wants us to look at creation Well, he also wants us to look at ourselves at verse 14. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower in the field. We are like dust. We are like grass. Our bodies will end up in a pit, in the grave. Uh, We will uh, dissolve in the ground. We will burn in fire. Our days are like a flower in the field. Uh, they just pass away. But it is against the, the, the character of the Lord that we are, are, are to be, um, towards the character of the Lord that we are to be pushed. So uh, just have a look at verse, uh, verse 19, or verse 17. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear him. Verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. We are dust. God is not. God is eternal. Uh, We are not. And we need to remember that when we're thinking too much of ourselves, uh, when we're in those complacent times, we are dust. Uh, when we think we are the Messiah and the Savior of the world, we need to remember that God has appointed his Messiah and his name is Jesus. And we are just dust. But the Lord does give us his Messiah if we will sing this song, if we will trust his son, uh, trust his rescue, and then we will receive all the benefits of knowing an eternal God and being in an eternal king and standing in the kingdom of that eternal king. A perfect world. No more crying, no more pain, no more mourning, no more sin. That is what God is like. He is eternal. And he gives us his son so that we uh, can receive the benefit of eternity. Remember what the Lord is like. Remember what God is like. Well, finally, we need to remember, and this psalm thrusts us to remember what God demands. Did you see the uh, response all the way through, um, through the psalm, the little caveat? So verse, um, uh, verse 11, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love towards those who fear him. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Uh, Get it then in verse 17. From eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear him. Uh, What the Lord demands is our fear. Now, not the kind of fear when you feared the 
bully in the playground or you fear criminals in your streets. But the the fear of knowing how supreme and eternal and good and rescuing God is and how dust-like we are. We're to respond uh, as a kid responds to his dad, as his dad, uh, as his dad carries him away from the danger. We're to fear him and know how good he is and respond to his rule with praise and obedience. As you read this psalm, you really don't want to act any other way, do you? He is good and he is gracious and he is amazing. Well, verse 22, uh, the last uh, um, three verses, the last three lines of this psalm really kind of end in this uh, flurry of how fear is to work itself out. It's like the the end of the fireworks over the harbour bridge. Praise the Lord, all his angels of great strength, uh, who do his word obedient to his command. Praise the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works in all the places where he rules my soul. Praise Yahweh. That's how we're to respond to the God who rescues, to the God who is gracious and loving and compassionate, to the God who is eternal, to the God who is supreme, and the God who hands us the microphone to sing this song, to praise his holy name, to not forget his benefits. And the question really is that that this psalm puts to us as we leave this morning, will you sing this song? It is a great song. It's a great song that brings hope to the dark moments. It's a great song that brings magic to the mundaneness of life. And it is a great song that will give us the full HD experience for the rest of our lives and for the rest of eternity. We're going to do that now and by singing uh, this song. I'll pray first and then we'll, we'll sing We're singing a couple of songs that are based on this psalm, so we'll we'll do that after I pray. My soul praise the Lord, and do not forget all his benefits. Father, we are sorry that we so often forget your benefits to us. Father, you are gracious and compassionate and loving towards us when we do not deserve it. Uh, When we did not love you, you loved us and sent your son to die for us. Uh, When we did not want to sing your praises, Uh, You put your spirit within us so that we might sing your praise 24-7. Father, help us to remember what you've done for us in Christ. Help us to remember what you are like. And help us to praise your name. Help us to fear you, to respond to you rightly, to praise you from the rooftops, to praise you with our lives and praise you with our tongues. In Jesus' name, amen.